church coming today just by way we know him he's family he's just come home today uh reverend davis has many children in the ministry i think he told me he had like 11 and reverend cameron and i are the younger of the two we are the 11 this is the baby boy and i'm the baby girl and so we had reverend smith last sunday brother and we're here reverend cameron is such an humble young man that when um when i saw him i saw we were at a funeral and I saw him and someone told him that I was preaching and he immediately came to me and extended his kindness and his congratulatory words and encouragement and just said, sister, do this and do that. And he started to share with me some of the things Reverend Davis had shared with him as a young minister and that uh, just touched my heart and that has stayed with me because not every man want a woman in the pulpit but he was so welcoming that just lets you know the character of this young man and so we are glad to have him home this morning with his family and Galilee we're going to support him as he comes to preach to us this morning we asked brother Melinda to give us a hymn this morning and after which you will hear our own Reverend Marcus Cameron come to bring the word. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story. This is my song, raising my Savior all day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior. All day long. Shall we pray? Our kind and gracious Father, the creator and maker of all things, we thank you for this day that was not promised to us. We thank you for watching over us from danger seen and unseen. Lord, we ask a special blessing now. Sit me down and you stand up. Let your love and kindness shine through. Now may the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, you are our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Be seated. Amen. 
Everybody has a story, don't they? There's a lot of stories to tell in this room. Yeah. Giving honor to God, to Pastor Emeritus, Pastor Davis, to my ministers, my brothers and sisters in the ministry, family members and friends. I bid you greetings from the Crossroads Covenant Church where Reverend Rashid is pastor. And happy am I to be here to share with you what the Lord has shared with me. Amen. To my beautiful wife of 19 years. Amen. My daughter who's in college and my, my son who's running track, a junior, and my youngest son who's taller than me in the eighth grade. I'm glad to be here once more, like Reverend Jones said, once more and again. If you will, get your Bibles and turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 29. It's a very familiar passage of scripture, you know, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 1. I'll be reading from the King James Version. Now, if you go to 3 John, you went too far. We're talking about Jeremiah, Old Testament. Jeremiah chapter 29, those who have it, say amen. Those who don't, say wait for me. All right. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 1. I'll be reading from the King James Version. It says, now these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem unto the residue of the elders which were carried away captive and to the priests and to the prophets and to all the people who Nebuchadnezzar had carried away captive from Jerusalem to Babylon. Now let's skip down to verse 11. Y'all know this one. Here we go. For I know the thoughts, or NIV would say the plans that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you and expect it in. Verse 12, then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. Amen. Amen. You may be seated before our good and gracious, wonderful God. It says, now these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem. The thought for this text, the thought for this text is Jeremiah's letter. Jeremiah's letter. Jeremiah's letter. If I can use my spiritual imagination, people of God, in our text, it's morning time. And the sun is slowly rising over the hills. And you can feel the cool morning air on your skin. It's morning time, and you look around, you see the dew on the blaze of grass. You can hear the chirps and, and singing, the birds singing melodious praises to our God. It's morning time. And look out yonder, you see, behold, the beautiful city of Jerusalem. But if you look a little closer, you see a man. He's quickly, hastily making his way to the big city. His name is Jeremiah. Jeremiah, the Bible said he was a priest or a small-time preacher from a small town named Anatoth, located in the tribe of Benjamin. 
As he makes his way to and through the city, he noticed something a little wrong, something a little different about the big city. He noticed something a little wrong with the, the Holy Land. Something is a little off in the land that God promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Something is out of place in the place. A lot of people are missing. It's morning time, and it's usually uh, a traffic jam at the city gates. People are missing. It's usually some singing in the background, usually conversations being had, and usually some uh, deals being made in the morning. A lot of people are missing. Uh, there's usually movement in the morning, you know. There's some movement, a little hustle and bustle in the morning. People are going, they will go to and fro in and around the city. But a lot of people are missing. That energy, that enthusiasm is not there. Uh-huh, there's normally, you look around, the lady that normally sells her beautiful garments and colorful clothing in the morning, she's not there. She's missing. As he hurries and goes to the, to the marketplace with a man that, that sells uh, his, the vegetables and fruit and grapes and everything, he's not there. He's missing. Matter of fact, he looks around. And the children that are normally running and playing and, or sometimes getting in trouble, they are missing. Some of us have experienced that, haven't we? Yeah, we went back to work and a lot of people are missing. And when we went back to school, the school is not the same as it used to be. Y'all not praying with me. Uh, but Jeremiah heard the bad news, but he also heard a word from the Lord. Oh, y'all not praying with me. Y'all already sleep already. How many people in this place heard bad news but still believe the good news? You got a bad report, but you still believe the report of the Lord. You got a phone call or a text or email or even a pink slip, but the good news is that God is still on the throne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The good news is God is still good and God is still able and Jesus lives. And because he lives, I can face tomorrow. And because he lives, all fear is gone. Jeremiah heard the bad news and he heard the good news and he wrote a letter. Yeah, you can see the concern on his face. But with a prayer on his lips, he put pen to paper. Jeremiah writes a letter. Yeah. A handwritten letter is personal, isn't it? Like my students would say, that it, it hits different. A handwritten letter. Yes, it's true that uh, Jeremiah is a priest. Yes, it's true, he's from a small town. He's a small-time preacher from a small town. But it's also true that he's a prophet. Oh, somebody caught it back there. It's also true, he's a prophet. He's a prophet sent from God, a prophet born of God, prophet consecrated, or should I say, set apart by God for times such as these. In the first chapter of Jeremiah, verse 5, it says, Before I formed you in your mother's womb, before you were born, I set you apart to be a prophet among the nations. In 2022, yeah, 2022, we got COVID, we got war on the horizon, and everything else in between. But in times like these, God will send you someone to remind you that he loves you. Yeah, to remind you he's still in the blessing business. He's still high and lifted up. He's still exalted, and he's yet holding you in the palm, in the hollow of his hand. 
Yeah, the Bible says Jeremiah, the Bible would describe Jeremiah as one of the remnant. remnant. My question is, is there some remnant people in here? Is there a remnant, one or two people, that's a remnant that says, after the dust settles and after the smoke clears, I'm still standing flat-footed on God's word. I'm still here testifying. I'm still here witnessing, loving, singing, and shouting. Can I go new school and old school church? After all I've been through, I still have joy. Yeah, Jeremiah wrote a letter. Look at the uh, verse 1. said, now these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem unto the residue of the elders which were carried away captive. Now, somebody's asking the question of who was Jeremiah writing to? To whom was this inspired message sent? I submit to you my first point. The first point is Jeremiah's letter was sent to prisoners. Did you hear what I said? Jeremiah, it said captives, right? Jeremiah's letter was sent to prisoners. Ah, but I'll be wrong if I don't tell it all. I'll be wrong if I don't tell the truth. The reason why the people of God found themselves in this predicament, the reason why they found themselves in this situation the reason why they was chained and bound in a foreign place is because they didn't do what God told them to do. Oh, y'all not praying with me. They believed man and not God. Oh, let me pause for this public service announcement. Um, we haven't been right all the time. Sometimes we've been wrong. Yeah, we haven't always been on the straight and narrow. Uh, we said things we should not have said, and we did things we should not have done. We went to places we should not have gone. Matter of fact, who prayed this prayer? Lord, if you get me out of this, I will never, ever, ever, ever do it again. And then turn around, go right back. I said, I said, go right back over there and do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. The people of God found themselves in this situation because they did what you know what people do, right? And Jeremiah's letter was sent to prisoners. Uh, we have to understand, come on, come on, Galilee, come on. We have to understand not all prisons are physical. Did you hear what I said? Let me rewind, let's play. Uh, not all prisons are physical. Not all prisons are tangible. Not all uh, chains are seen on your wrists. Somebody right here, right now, is going through their very personal prison experience. My question is, what is holding you captive? What's holding you a hostage? What's holding you as a prisoner? Uh, let's be honest. We in church, we found me. I, I love the Lord, but I find myself in spiritual prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many people in here can testify that I had a mountaintop experience on Sunday morning, but I still, as soon as I leave the parking lot, I find myself back down in prison. Yeah, I love the Lord with all my heart, but I'm in prison. I reach others, but I'm held captive. I sing in the choir, but I'm still struggling. I work with others. I encourage young people, but I can't find the words to encourage myself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jeremiah's letter was sent to prisoners. How about this one? I pray, but it feels like the prayers are not getting past the ceiling. Oh, my goodness. Oh, okay, that's not you. Okay, okay. Are you a prisoner of doubt? 
Lord, I believe, but help. They was honest in this Bible. Lord, I believe, but help. Come on. Help my unbelief. Yeah, uh, how about this? Oh, that's not you? Okay, okay. Uh, are you a prisoner of that dark cloud called uh, depression? Yeah. Mm. Okay, don't worry about your pre-partner. You're going to get set free today. Are you a prisoner of the, um, 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 of the word uh, bitterness? Yeah, yeah. You can't let it go. You can't move on. Are you a prisoner of anger and resentment? What is holding you captive? Uh, prisoner of anxiety. Your nerves are always bad. Oh, y'all not praying with me. Wait, wait a minute. Boy, sit down somewhere. Okay. How about this? Is that, that's not you? All right, all right. How about grief and sorrow? Being on the front row is not fun. Mm, y'all not praying with me. Uh, that boss is holding you prisoner. Uh, you can't level up like you should. You got the certification and everything, but for some reason that boss is holding you prisoner. Being jobless is like a prison. Man, look, being broke ain't fun. Uh, not having a job is no fun. How about abuse can be a prison, right? Sickness can, can hold you bound. And Jeremiah's letter was sent to prisoners, but the Bible says they was carried away. They were separated. They weren't just in prison there. They was taken away, mm, separated from Jerusalem, separated from the holy city, taken miles away in chains into Babylon. They were separated from, uh, from fellowship, and some of them felt they were separated from God. Have you ever had that feeling? Lord, do you see me? Lord, do you hear me? Do you see what I'm going through? Dealing with COVID, we know a little bit, a little bit about separation, don't we? Yeah. Separated from our family, separated from our friends. We can't hug, we can't shake hands, can't visit now. I get it. Some of you may be good with being separated. But some of us yes, have been struggling. Yeah. Uh, but the Bible tells me that Jesus said, in this life, you have tribulation. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Y'all better help me preach my little message. They, they, King Nebuchadnezzar took them people from their homeland, and he dared them to sing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, they, were, they were known for singing, but didn't feel like it. They were known for shouting, but they didn't feel like it. They were known for worshiping God at a drop of a hat, but didn't want to. Somebody here is going to be real with me. Uh, check this out. Life can knock the life out of you to the point to where you don't feel like it. Somebody caught it. You don't feel like leaving the bed. You just want to go to sleep. They was honest in this Bible. They said, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Jeremiah's letter was sent to prisoners. But um, there was a particular group of people come on now, that was taken there was a particular group by the name of Judah that was taken for my Bible students, for my Bible scholars we in Galilee, we get down like that uh, Judah means praise in other words, praise was held captive, praise was being carried away Praise was in bondage. Praise was being held down. How many people know that you can't hold praise long? 
You can't hold your praise captive. You can't arrest your praise. What's in you will come out of you. I need a few people in here that's not afraid to praise God in their situation. Not afraid to magnify him. Not afraid to lift him up. I'm going through something, but I'm still going to praise him. They may talk about me. They may say it don't take all that. But I'm not going to let the rocks cry in my place. Is there somebody here that instead of intensifying, I may be separated from my family, separated from my friends, I but nothing can separate me from the love of God. Yeah. Jeremiah's letter, it was sent to prisoners, but I have some good news. I have some good news. Look at the text in verse 11. Look at verse 11. See, I'm on this assignment to encourage you, but look at verse 11. It says, for I know the plan. Come on, help me preach this message. Uh, people of God, there's one thing I've learned while studying this text. There's one thing that has arrested my attention. Jeremiah's letter was sent to prisoners. Here's my second point. Jeremiah's letter was sent with a plan. Oh, did you hear what I said? It's one thing to talk about a problem, but it's another thing to give a solution. Jeremiah's letter was sent with a plan. The tribe of Judah thought they had a plan. They was going to rebel and fight back. Mm, that's going to make things worse. God said, I know the plan. Oh, the last few years we had some plans, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, but the Lord said, I know the plan. Yeah, we had plans. Uh, we had plans to run errands. and We had wonderful plans and family plans, vacation plans, even education plans. But the Lord said, I know the plans. Plans to save money. Oh, that, don't, that really don't work out. Uh, my daughter's in college. Oh, my God. Uh, pray for me here. Plans to be productive, but that old computer start tripping. Oh, well. <laughs> Plans to, to rest and to decompress. Ah, but you get a phone call. The Lord says, I know the plan. Now, I may struggle with, uh, with words. You know, my, my wife, she's very eloquent with her vocabulary. And, um, you know, I struggle with these glasses as well. And the question is, who had a plan? Y'all better help me. The Lord had a plan. The great I am had a plan. The alpha and the omega, he had a plan. The beginning and the end had a plan. The Lord had a plan. The omnipotent had a plan. The omnipresent had a plan. Jehovah Jireh, he had a plan. Jehovah Nisi, y'all not praying with me, had a plan. The lily, ain't Sharon would say, the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star, the all-knowing and all-seeing, loving God had a plan for you. Right now, while we're in here, uh, his thoughts, the Bible says his thoughts are moving towards you. Mm -hmm. His thoughts are moving. His thoughts are in motion. Uh, King James says, I know these thoughts. Uh, you may know some people that say they're thinking about you, but they forget. Yeah, You hear, you hear some people say, I'm praying for you, but they forget. Huh? God didn't do that. He didn't do that. He didn't just think of you and did nothing. Uh, he didn't do that. His thoughts are in action. They are moving towards you. See, when you're stuck on the side of the road, I've, I've, I've been through that a few times. Uh, been stuck on the side of the road. All these cars are passing you by. Then you make a phone call. 
And then here comes a truck that's assigned to your car. And it's moving towards you. The Lord's thoughts are towards you. These last few years, right now we have to understand that all that is done. This is 2022. And right now the Lord has thoughts and they're moving towards you. Moving towards your house. Moving towards your family. Moving towards your job in your area. You may find yourself a little confused. may find yourself upset or misunderstood alone. But it's good to know that the Lord that created the heavens and the earth he's thinking about you. He cast your cares onto the Lord. Why? For he cares for you. He's thinking about your mental health. He's thinking about your problems. His eye is on a sparrow, and I know he watches over me. Jeremiah's letter was sent with a plan, and that plan was peace. Yeah, 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 the plans of peace. How many people want peace? How many people is crying out in this room for peace? Uh, With all the craziness going on, I want peace. Uh, Peace at home, and Peace on a job, peace at school, peace in my family, in my marriage. Peace. Matter of fact, peace with myself. The Lord had plans of peace. They call him Jehovah Shalom. God is peace. And this peace that I have, the world didn't give it, and the world didn't can't take it away. Jeremiah's letter was sent with a plan of peace and also Hope in this world where all hope is gone. Trouble on every side. It's good to have hope in Christ Jesus. In hope in faith. And the Bible says, my now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. This is my hope. The song says this, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I dare not add the sweetest friend, the holy lead on his name. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. But my granny said this, time is filled with swift transition. None on earth a move can stand. Build your hope on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Jeremiah's letter was sent with a plan. And that the part of the plan is, is bring you to an expected end. Yeah, yeah. I'm still in the text. Yeah. It bring you to an expected end. We, in times like these, look at our plans called life. We look at the plans, right? We look at our lives, and uh, it doesn't look like the way we think it should look like. We look at the plans, and it don't make sense to us. The framing is off, and the material is wrong, and to us, the plan is not perfect. And we have the nerve to ask questions to the master builder. We ask, why did you frame me like this? And why did you shake me like this? Why did you place me here at this location at this time? And the master builder responds, I know the plan. And in our lives and situations in life, they tainted our expectations. You know, we have the good time syndrome where uh, you've seen the show, when something good happens, something bad it will soon happen. Uh, we expect issues. We expect drama. We expect problems. Uh, We expect the other shoe to fall. Here's our expectation. If it's not one thing, 
Y'all better help me. There's another. The Bible says to give you an expected end. I'm here to encourage you that God is going to do great and wonderful things. Wait on it. I don't know about you, but I could only answer for me. I came to church with great expectation. I expect restoration. I expect rejuvenation. I expect a renewed spirit and a renewed mind. I expect provisions when I don't have any money. I expect a miracle. I expect him to move on everybody's life. When you're trying to figure it out, he's already worked it out. Here we go. Jeremiah said he wrote a letter. He had a plan. Look at verse 12. Then you will call on me and I will answer. Here's my third point. The first point is this. Jeremiah's letter was sent to prisons, right? The second point, it was sent with a plan. The third point, here we go. It was sent with a promise. When you call on me, I'll answer. That's a promise. Y'all miss y'all shout you. When you call on me, it said when you, the, the God, God is talking to us, me and you, you and I, all them in between. He said when you call on me, before God can change the situation, he has to change you and I. Yeah. Before, we know prayer changes things, we can change it. But prayer can change us too. Oh, did you hear what I said? Yeah, when you call on me, I will answer. Oh, when, we, when you seek me, you will find me. That's a promise. Aren't you glad that God keeps his promise? Some people don't keep their promises. Some people don't keep their word. But God keeps his word. In the midst of depression, he gave you a promise. When you have bills amounting up, he gave you a promise. Going through. He gave you a promise. I'm so glad that God is a prayer hearing and prayer answering God. There's just a prayer warriors in this place. How many people can testify that God answers prayers? When you call on him, he will answer. When you call on the master's name of Jesus, he will answer. God will keep his word. He, when you seek him, you will find him. The Bible says, I promise to never leave you nor forsake you. God is not slack concerning his promise. The Bible says God is not a man that he shall lie. The Bible says asking it shall be given. Seeking ye shall find. The Bible says they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Here's the promise. If my people who are called by, their, by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then, oh then, then I'll hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. The Bible says, when you call on me, I'll answer. That's the promise. He promised you love, promised you peace, promised you patience, and even joy, promised you grace and mercy, promised you power and rejuvenation, renewed mind and rejuvenated spirit. He promised you deliverance 
Jesus. Aren't you glad the Lord answered prayers? Aren't you glad he healed your body? Told you to run on? Aren't you glad he sanctified you? Made you whole? Kept you? We didn't want to be kept yourself because he has promises. You can now praise him. I only need one or two people over here and four or five over there that'll praise him for his promises. I may have circumstances, but I'm going to praise him. I may have struggles, but I'm going to praise him. Layoffs, well, I'll praise him. Tribulations, money is funny. Change is strange. Storms may rise, winds may blow. It may rock me from one side to side, but I will. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul, my soul, my soul cries out hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. In the front, you can praise him. On this side, you can praise him. Let everything, let everything, let everybody that has breath praise ye the Lord. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Yeah, because of his promises. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're at the house now. You'll be blessed in the city. Blessed in the field. Blessed are you're going out. Here's a promise. Be not dismayed. Whatever be tired. God will take care of you. Beneath his wings, love abide. God will. I say God will. God will take care of you. Oh, I heard the voice of Jesus saying, come unto me and rest. Lie down, Marcus. Lie down. Lay your head upon my breast. You know what I did? I came to Jesus just as I was weary, worn and sad. I found in him a resting place and he has made me glad. I may be weak, but I'm willing. I may have sickness, but the Lord make it all right. Yeah. Jeremiah, he wrote a letter. It was sent to prisoners. It was sent with a plan. But it was also sent with a promise. May God bless you. May he keep you.